All right, another episode of Nerding Daily. We're going to cover Space Force. I almost said SpaceX, almost. I keep doing that. You won today when I was talking to you. Well, and what's funny is when this came out, it was the same week as the SpaceX launch for me, or I was watching it around the same time. So I was like asking people at work, hey, you've seen SpaceX? They're like, oh, the launch got canceled, dude. And I'm like, I'm in Space <laughs> Force. I'm sorry. Dang it. <laughs> seen Space Force. So um, I don't know. I. What do you, what did you guys, what was your first impression of the series? I, I thought it was good. Um, it's not, I mean, I've, I've seen some user reviews on uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes be really critical of it, mm-hmm. but I thought it was all right. It wasn't the best comedy. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's a little too silly, but it's fun. Yeah, like, that's it's what I felt. Yeah, that's yeah I enjoyed it. It started off a little slow for me that first episode, right? But it was it has it has some really funny moments, and it has um, a sweetness to the characters. Like I enjoy the, a lot of the characters um, and the stories. Yeah, I can. I would say that first episode was a, a little slow for me, and I'm glad I give. I have a four episode rule because that is it. The second episode with the uh, the ape and the dog. Oh, that one's <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> that one won me over, and well. The- <laughs> The cast is really great too. Uh, I think the cast is a very, uh, it's very broad eclectic. and eclectic. Yeah, and, and the personality range is like ridiculous. But um, yeah, yeah, I really, I really think that first. You're right. That first episode's a little slow, but um, gosh, that second episode just cracked. There's some good one-liners in yeah, this the, too. The end of the first episode when he sees the uh, the Chinese satellite like <laughs> attack the other one, and he just like drops the f bomb. Oh my god. <laughs> The way he does it's just so funny. It is. I love funny. that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, and I do like. I do like the. Uh, the it's, it's a recurring thing, but the uh, the top generals of each uh, army or military division and how they treat the guy from the Coast Guard like a complete like you know, like you don't belong yeah, here. Like, like you're like, not even you know. a real yeah branch. They <laughs> get recognized. Yeah. It's so jacked up. <laughs> I think they were hoping that space the space force would uh, replace them in that bottom tier. <laughs> yeah. Oh maybe, man, maybe the real space force, yeah. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Steve Carell is genius. I mean, he's the whole reason I wanted to watch it anyway, and so good in any like in almost anything. I mean, not always his movies aren't always good, but he's always just solid. Yeah, he. You know, it took me a while to adjust to him. I just, uh, I was gonna say the cast is what made me interested in this in the first place. When I was like, oh, they're gonna make a show called Space Force. Like, uh, but then you see, yeah, who's in the cast and that is what got me interested. The only thing that I noticed with Steve Carell is he went in and out of that voice. Yeah, he does yeah. change that voice quite that often. Me. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, he grows into it like he did. It's like he's trying to fight the Michael Scott persona. Like there's this like jihad between yeah. him and Michael Scott. And he's like, no, I'm not Michael Scott. I'm this general now. I really think it's funny, though, in the first episode, and I don't know if you guys caught this, but when he, he's in bed with his wife, he gets up makes his side of the bed and then goes yeah. to the bathroom and you think he's starting his day out? No. He yeah. goes right back to the bed. Yep. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. Notice. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't notice it at first and but Kenzie started watching because she's a huge office fan. So we thought, okay, Kenzie, you can watch this. I'll watch it with you. And I saw that and I went, Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even notice that the first time. So funny. Those little touches. Yeah, yeah. So it might be funnier the second time around. And I really enjoy that Fred Willard is his father, but I'm super sad now because he's so good. Yeah, and we'll never see him again. But, uh, <laughs> Last role, yeah. yeah he was his, uh, oh, it was so oh. funny. 
him, so him calling his granddaughter and saying, oh, you're back from Mexico. I'm so glad. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> like, why are those guys the money? The, the kidnappers the money. <laughs> They're scammers. I'm going to send you an article from ARRP. <laughs> scammers. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I'm going to miss him. Oh, yeah. that's so wrong. Uh, who else do I like? Yeah. Oh, I love um, John Malkovich, of course. He, yeah. they, they got to keep him forever. He is so funny. <laughs> His him him and uh, uh, Steve Carell's banter back and forth just cracks me up. And, yeah, and he's got great together. They are, and he's got some good like one-liners. Like uh, when when uh, he he calls him out on him when he's dating that chick, and he's like, um, "Wow, you seem extra chipper today. Did your sports team achieve a goal?" Like just the way he words <laughs> that is <just> so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't think of the pairing of. Steve Carell and John Malkovich as being really good, but uh, I, I no, love their pairing. Never in a, in a yeah. I would never imagine those two in the same room in a million years. <laughs> this is just amazing. <laughs> so uh, they, make it, they make it work, though. They really Malkovich do. Plays off of well, they both play off of each other so well, and it's it's such different, you know, ideals that they have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's what I think keeps the show together the most is the two of them. Absolutely. Well, and, Another favorite character of mine and my wife's was uh, Don Lake as the one-star general. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's good, yeah. too, because he's the worst receptionist there ever was. <laughs> he's the one-star general. Like, like, he's just a receptionist. I know, that's like, true, that's true. <laughs> he's in a bunch of the, like, the mockumentary movies, like, uh, with Fred Willard, like, Best in Show, Mighty right. Man, and for Guffman, and it's just... He's always in small parts. This is the biggest thing I've seen him in, uh, or biggest part I've seen him in. And he was just so funny. I just really enjoyed him. Um, he's, he is good. He's definitely good. I like uh, uh, Dr. Chan, too, who they always think, who uh, uh, Steve Carell's character always thinks is uh, um, that he's a spy. <laughs> right. Because he's Asian. Because he's Asian. It's so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Or Jimmy O. Yang. He's, yeah. he's always going to get crap for it in any role he gets but it's funny it's a funny it's a funny like uh uh like coincidence because he was in silicon valley where he is kind of like that you know yeah he's like ripping off products for china you know yeah and then in this he's not <laughs> you know it's so funny yeah yeah and then, everybody assumes uh, that he is yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and then lisa kudrow back from haven't seen her in anything in forever playing the typical Lisa Kudrow character. <laughs> yeah. But why is she in jail? That's the funny <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's what I want to know. And she's doing what 70 years they said. So I'm like, did she kill someone or did she embezzle money? That's what I'm thinking. She only gets 70 years for one of those one or two of those things. You know, it's going to be something silly like she tried to steal a rocket ship or something. <laughs> you know, it's going to be something see, crazy. Well, see, first of all, with its reviews I mean, I know it got lots of views, but with its re reviews, I'm not sure if there will be a second season. Oh. But it's one of these things that if it if it's like several seasons, I could just see them just dropping hints and never actually saying what she did. Like they had a bunch of hints this season, but like I think they should just never say it. I think just keep it, keep it like that, like a, thing. a mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be better. That would be better because. I mean, because at some point, like, 
they're gonna if they ever tell you they're gonna try to make it a little funny but like 60 to 70 years it's gonna be not like those things aren't funny like right. <laughs> if you're in jail that long like it's something yeah i don't know yeah you have to wonder because so. um watching it again when he tells her that they're moving to uh denver or colorado the way she and she's crying the way she's crying like now means more so i'm like okay what is she not telling him <laughs> yeah that's really interesting i don't know um what do you guys think of uh aaron his daughter or diana silvers Diana Silvers. yeah right? i've been seeing her in all yeah. kinds of things now like randomly out of nowhere like she didn't exist before and now i see her in everything it's kind of weird I yeah, she's her, not. I saw her in a uh, Ma. Actually. Yeah, that's, that's what I just saw. Craziness. I just yeah. watched it a few weeks ago. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and she, she's one of the cheerleaders in Glass, and she's in Booksmart. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Uh, we watched yeah. Glass again, and yeah, and I'm like, I didn't even realize that was her. Jackie's like, "What's she from?" We start googling it. We're like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> yeah. Oh, then Ben Schwartz, who's just playing John Ralphio again. Yeah, well, and like his name is it really? What do they call him? F Tony. F Tony. F Tony. What the heck is that name? <laughs> but, I, but I like him because you have to have a hype man, you know, especially if you're doing this new excursion. You know, it's, it's the American way. You got to have hype build around it. So you have to have somebody like that. That's true. And, yeah. and it's, it just kind of makes me think like, are they basing this off of like Trump's like media guy is this <laughs> you know or does he really run his own twitter own media guy <laughs> right every media person <laughs> every single one <laughs> it's like yeah. john ralphio who ran for president that's funny oh man let's see <laughs> who else he's good. see i don't know um lisa kudrow uh, she worked for me at first and then they start making her a little bit cartoony by the end she was getting a little uh, yeah, weird. Yeah, ending yet, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the uh, well, the episode episode eight, the conjugal visit. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah, I, I wasn't as interested. Right. Like I okay with this like distant you know in prison wife that we see from time to time just for a joke, but I don't want a serious storyline with her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost. His uh, new love interest is more interesting to me because she's like a construction worker, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, so she's uh, she she's got an interesting um, uh, backstory, I'm sure. And then uh, I really do like his helicopter pilot. Uh, I think her name's Angela, played by uh, Tani Newsom. Yeah, yeah, she's she, really she cool. Good. Yeah, I think that's his helicopter pilot, right? Yeah, who she she actually becomes yeah. an astronaut later. That's right. Yeah, it's good to be black in space. <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. I liked that. Yeah, that that uh that whole what is it their their fake moon dome that they have to <laughs> go to. Um, oh yeah, and the guy who who he plays Jared right from uh, he's also from like a Mighty Wind. Yeah, he's from a bunch of those movies. Yeah, he is so funny, <laughs> and yeah. how how him and John Malkovich's character have a have a like a some sort of secret love affair, or, something. or maybe is it's it, just a crush. I don't know. Like it's clear that Malkovich loves him, but it never says if it's reciprocated. Oh, maybe that's it. 
he just has he a crush on him and sings him. a song. Yeah, he might have just been watching it because he's been in solitary with those other right. three people for like a month or two. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So maybe it's unrequited. That's. I that, still thought that was sweet, though. I, I like that song. That song was funny, but it's just so <laughs> awful what they did to him. It's terrible. So humiliating. I'm watching it. Like, they didn't turn it off. They just kept going. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Great. Great and terrible. All at the same time. So I, yeah, I, I so liked it. Kind of weird. So if you can get to the first episode, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's my recommendation. Give it, give it to that second episode for sure. Um, I like where it went. I like how they, they, uh, I like how they kept having these mishaps going on with launching, because you know that that happens in real life. <laughs> and I like, yeah. I like the jokes. I think it'd be more popular in military towns. Some of the jargon, because it is, it is kind of. I think the office was such a big hit as so many people work in an office setting or, have, you know, know people that have worked in an office setting. And this is more, I think this is going to appeal to more of the military type because we're a military town here in Albuquerque. So we, we know people like that or have worked around people like that or worked in situations like that. So I think it, it appeals more to folks like us, but I, I, I think in the long run, um, it, it's still funny, but it's funnier to people who work in that industry for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you like, I liked how the two of the senators were just like real life ones, like Pelosi and Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Even they have, they have similar names. Like the one that's Pelosi is, is Potosi. <laughs> yeah, Potosi. Yes. That's funny. They did not even try to be clever with those. <laughs> no, they did. I that was... oh, and I love it. I love it. It's like stupid, but wonderful. I, I think the AOC one, her last name was like Cortana or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was three names. <laughs> it was like uh, Annabelle Ysidro Cam- Campos. That's Campos. <laughs> so, Instead of AOC, yeah. They had to make it blatantly obvious. Right. Oh, man. Even if the names weren't the same, it was clearly what they were doing, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. Well, and it was nice to see... Uh, um, Patrick uh, Burton, Warburton, Warburton, Warburton? how do you say his name? And he, I can't talk to Warburton. Him. Warburton. Yeah, I mean, he plays again because he's funny as himself. He I is. just love it. But it, <laughs> but it's kind of funny because like all these actors were on NBC at one time or another, whether it was Seinfeld or Friends or The Office. It's just kind of interesting to see that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you can call about that. You're right. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Well, the, the, the other co-creator, Greg Daniels, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. The Office, uh, King of the Hill, he's kind of jumped over oh, you know, everywhere. So probably made those types of connections. And Parks and Rec, too. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah, Parks and Rec, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, that's where he's from. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so man. i got to ask, what do you guys think of the, the season finale? Oh, All right. geez. Remind me, what was it? Are we doing spoilers or just give me a hint? Yeah, let's just do oh, a spoiler. We're, we're doing... Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <clears throat> so we so break out of jail or something like that, right? Well, there was that. So, but... Yeah, the daughter, the daughter gets in trouble. She's acting really stupid because she finds that her parents have agreed to a relationship. Right. Which is better than the old trope of, I'm cheating on you, I want to break up. Right. But she takes it out on the new girlfriend. That Steve Carell went on one date with her, which is like 
overflowing. She starts drinking at work, and then she's trying to get people to buy her alcohol, and she hops in that guy's car and gets stuck in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. Which I was right. really hoping it'd be like a character piece of her finding her way back instead of relying on her parents. Nope. And then right. both her parents show up. Yep. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, that was. And they both. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow breaks out of jail with her guard lover. Yeah. Uh, and then Steve Carell breaks out of being arrested. In for... a silent helicopter. Have you noticed that? If yeah. you you would hear a helicopter from miles away. Yep. It wouldn't just suddenly appear out of nowhere. Yeah, there's no yeah, sound, and all of a sudden, a helicopter's in the air landing to save her. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And those crazy drug addict, drug addicts—they are so good on their dirt bikes. Well, and they weren't catching so up with her on her yeah. little like bike. That that didn't make any sense. Why were they taking her in the first place when she was there and they never even talked to her? Yeah, they didn't yeah. care like, that she was over by the bikes. Yeah. Made no sense. Yeah. yeah she, Phone, they don't care like any of this. Like, yeah. are they actually bad or what? Like, it made <laughs> yeah, that you're right. That none of that made any sense. And and then yeah, how awful is the sabotage scene on the moon, where the Americans are going across the Sea of Tranquility to sabotage the Chinese base, and the Chinese are passing out of them waving. <laughs> yeah, we knew exactly what was going to happen. Like, yeah, what? That was obvious. <laughs> and then they show up in their habitats all. A bit flat. <laughs> that, was, that was so obvious, though. Like, I know. I was hoping for yeah. something different. Me too. I was hoping that and they yeah. didn't do anything, and they're just wondering the whole next season. What did they do? Because <laughs> uh, that would have been so a, funny. Yeah, that's something. And they were like tearing up yeah. the place looking for a camera or a bug or anything. <laughs> yeah, that would be no, that would be good. But no. Yeah. <laughs> because we there's there's a presence of some spy somewhere. Right that they right. hint at and it's kind of obvious but it's somehow not the Russian guy because he somehow can't get information. He's terrible yeah. at it. <laughs> it's so weird. It's yeah. For me, the, it, it didn't stick the landings the rest of the season. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, I don't know. That that finale, just I was like, they're really going to leave it there. They're going to do the classic cliffhanger. They're going to do like supernatural things where people just show up when they're needed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Plot, you know, who cares about plot? Who cares about pacing? Right. It's just, just going to happen. But yeah, I mean, still overall, it was it was good. Yeah, the the monkey and the dog in space, you know, oh, dude. That, that poor that's realistic enough for me. It was well <laughs> the 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 fact that uh, that whole scene where he has to look at what they need him to look at, and then they shine a laser on it is so hilarious, and that it takes six <laughs> hours. <laughs> and, then, and then he just gets angry and screws it up anyway it just yeah. makes me laugh so hard i love it and then they figure out that he ate the dog because <laughs> we we had just watched ad astra i just showed jackie ad astra like the day before that episode so <laughs> it made it so much funnier <laughs> yeah the monkey in space yeah it's <laughs> uh, yeah. not a good idea that was a great episode yeah yeah <laughs> all right any, any other uh final words or favorite episodes before we move on to our next category no yeah okay. i mean it was it was it was nothing you know amazing it was still no. a, a good enjoyable you know yeah good enjoyable time but just it didn't there wasn't enough stick out to stick out for me 
Mm-hmm. They had Caitlin Olsen uh, kind of being um, Elon Musk in one episode. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Kind yeah, of clever, but it was, you know, she was basically a snake oil salesman. Yep. So I thought that was interesting because it shows, like, the president is trying to interfere with all this stuff just to, like, hey, I saw this person on the news. You should buy it from them. Right. Yeah. Hey, I saw this, so you should move up the lawn. Like, stuff like that I thought was I thought was funny. Poking a little bit of fun at the president because we don't know who the president is. Yes. I like how they, right. it's kind of not well-known, but then the way they refer to him. <laughs> He's definitely a dumb president. Let's put yeah. It makes yeah. it entertaining. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't. It's not amazing, but it was. I enjoyed it, and I'll I'll check out a second season if they do it. Yeah, yeah me too. I think so. it has room to grow, and I think once it finds itself, and it can grow into something hilarious. Absolutely. So I guess we're gonna move into uh, what we are watching. Who wants to start? Everybody brought it up. So what did you think of Ma, James? Ma? Oh, dude, I enjoyed it. Like it was not at all what I thought it was gonna be about. I don't know what I thought it was going to be about, to be honest. But wow. Yeah, that I liked it a lot. And I and it's funny because I watched Ma. Um, and then I think the night before we watched Us. So it was cool to compare the two. They were not at all alike at all. Yeah, no comparison. <laughs> no. No, not at all. They're nothing like each other. No. Uh, um, it, the, the, the main thing that I, I mean, I, I watched the trailer, so I knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. But it's like they they don't know if they want it to be like a over the top like slasher movie, right? Or like a deep like psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. I did and feel that's that. That's the part that bothers me. They they try to straddle that line and they never quite get there. Right. But Octavia Spencer, oh my gosh, she's great. She is great, and I I feel like if they would have gone more psychological, it would have been even better for me because I feel like it when with just the way she is and the way she's messing with everyone. Like, it was messing with me. Because I'm like, what is this lady going to do? How far is she going to go? What is she getting at here? It was crazy. I enjoyed it. It makes you really uneasy, too. Yeah, because it's real life. Yeah, because somebody could actually be this way. That person could be out there somewhere right now. Yeah, Yeah, I liked it a lot. And she didn't have a silent helicopter. No, she didn't. (laughs) She had a red truck. A loud red truck. A loud red truck. Uh, what about you, Josh? Let's see. I mean, I've seen a bunch. I've been watching a ton right now. But uh, I will say recently I watched The Five Bloods, Spike Lee's new one. Oh, yeah. What did you think? Did you see that? No, I hadn't watched it yet. So I am – I think we talked about this when Black Klansman came out. Like, Black Klansman's good, but I had only seen with his, you know, huge, illustrious career. I've only seen, like, four or five of his movies. So actually, before it came out, I, I watched Malcolm X, um, which is good. But, yeah, so I watched The Five Bloods and – I loved it. It's getting like, like some people really love it and a lot of, but there's a lot of people who are just like, meh. But I can't tell if that's just Mike Lee haters. Um, cause it's yeah. really preachy. I mean, it's really preachy. Oh, it is. And it, you know, one of the complaints I said, I saw was saying how the, the dialogue was too on the nose, but that's what he wanted. Like that's what he was going for. So I had no problem with that. Um, Delroy Lindo is fantastic. I've never seen him better. Like, as soon as I was done with it, I'm like, he got, he has to receive a nomination. And and then I've seen a bunch of other people like comment that he's the best part of the movie. Like he's due for an Oscar nomination. I mean, not because of his career, but mm-hmm. his performance. Like, I mean, he's had a good career, but he's fantastic in that. Um, wow. Clark Peters is another character actor who's was, was really good in that. I don't think he'll be nominated, but he was really good. The cast is just excellent. 
Um, it is on the nose, the dialogue, but yet it's really good. And it's preachy, but I don't really disagree with <laughs> most of what they're saying. So, um, yeah, it's a solid movie. Cool. I really dug it. Yeah, it's my, it's my current, I mean, 2020 is a slow year, but it's my current best of the year so far. Oh, wow. That's, that says a lot. Well, I mean, I've only seen like five or six 2020 movies, so <laughs> it doesn't say right. that much. But, right. but I will it watch is it. the best. I'll give it a shot, see if it knocks out my current number one, which is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. awesome. It's a slow year. So. That is, that's true. I don't even think so I have good. a number one yet. Jeez. Yeah. It might be that Chris Hemsworth oh, well, movie. <laughs> uh, Invisible Man, actually. It might be my number one. Oh, Invisible Man. See, I, yeah, we went through, like, I think Charlie saw, like, two or three movies a day for the last couple of days. But I think these, most of the, these came out last year. Uh, Ready or Not, uh, The Hunt, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And we had to, we wanted to watch a bad movie, so we watched uh, Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Ah. <laughs> uh, it was. I love Ready or Not. I saw that in theaters. What did you think of that? It was good. It it didn't have like. It was just like a fun movie. It didn't have as yeah. much to say as something, that was like a, like The Hunt, where it was right. more like poking fun at everybody, politically, and doing like these horrible over the top like gory, scenes. Mm-hmm. But it was. I mean, yeah, it was over the top. <clears throat> it was fun. Like, yeah, I think it was just fun. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. had no depth whatsoever, but it was fun. And I thought Samara Weaving was an excellent finals girl, like lead. But she was really fun, and, and just yeah, like it's not really scary, but it's just a fun movie. I thought. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, that was exactly what we were looking for with that. Yeah, because it's so it looks so silly, but it's it's what it needs to be. Yeah, Jack, yeah. Jack and I, Jack and I loved it. We thought it was great. You know, we, we enjoyed it. Definitely an interesting storyline and the shift and dynamic. And of course, it has one of Jackie's favorite actors of all time, Seth from VOC. So she she enjoyed it just because of that. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, so the hunt was uh, delayed to 2020. So that would be my favorite. Movie. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, I mean Betty Gilpin, which we've seen in Glow. Oh my gosh. She is a badass in this movie. Really? It's, it's crazy. And it's funny how it's like the cultural elite takes sides and pits these, like, you know, basically hillbillies against each other. <laughs> oh. You know, basically blue states versus red states kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Betty Gilpin, like, you think she, you think she's like this, like, really just tough person that got thrown into this for like political reasons and you know everything everything surprises you because i mean you have emma roberts ethan suppley ike barinholtz it keeps changing who the main character is before you meet Bel- betty gilpin so oh. that that can be entertained because i had no idea where this was going wow huh. so yeah i definitely do recommend it what's it streaming on right now do you know you gotta rent it oh you have to yeah. rent it oh yeah, we just rented it on Amazon Prime. Oh, we can do that. I can do that. Cool. Surprise! It's it's such has such mixed reviews, but it's just one of those movies where you know it pokes fun at everybody. Right. Not unlike you know like a Team America. So it's like, it's not like a South Park. It kind of is <laughs> in its own way. Yes. In its own way, it, it, it oh, is cool. very much set in satire. Okay. 
but it's huh. both sides, so it makes it fun. You know? If it was just poking fun at one side, then it wouldn't be as interesting. Well, yeah. that's what I think. I'm sure it's not poking at my side because I just want to move forward. I don't. I don't want to be left or right. I just want to move forward. Let's just go forward. <laughs> <There> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. I can't remember if I've covered this before on this, but I'll bring it up again. Uh, another 2020 movie that I saw was uh, The Gentleman, the uh, Guy Ritchie movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was that? it was uh, it was better than I anticipated. It was just classic, you know, not any of the box office, you know, stuff that he's been doing the past couple of years. It's like old school Guy Ritchie, and it was it's a lot of fun. It's hmm. a fun movie. Cool. I dug it. Is that available yet, or uh, you got to rent it? Yeah, rent. I can hit a couple things. I mentioned this our last one, but I started True Detective, so now I finished oh, all good. three seasons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I think actually, I know a lot of people like the first one the best. I think the third one was my favorite season. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nineteen seventeen. Finally saw that. Phenomenal. Very good. Yeah. Everything about it, but my favorite is the uh, nighttime in the city with the flares and him running with the light. The lighting in that scene is just. I think that's the scariest part because you have no idea. If, oh yeah. You know, there's other soldiers around him or anything. Right. That was a scary part. Uh, I'm a fan of Akira Kurosawa, the Japanese film director, especially from the 50s, but he worked for like four decades. But he did uh, The Hidden Fortress. I watched that. That's um, A lot of people say that's what George Lucas based Star Wars off of. And you can see the, you can see the similarities. Obviously, it's a samurai movie, so it's not like exactly the same. But it's kind of got like these, these two dumb characters, which are very much like 3PO and R2. They're helping uh, a general and a princess without knowing who they are or how important they are. And there's, so and there's kind of like some slapstick scenes in there. There is some, yeah, yeah. That's kind of my least favorite stuff. <laughs> uh, anytime like older movies go with it, it's the melodrama and they're trying to be funny when it's just really struggling and it's not like <laughs> you have to like overlook that sometimes with older movies. Another older movie I watched was The Searchers, uh, John Wayne movie, but it's like a lot darker than a lot of his movies and that was excellent and it, it's insane I, I was reading the one of the reasons i watched it it's afi has it as one of the top 100 movies of all time and if you go to the trivia section in imdb and just kind of skim through it and just look at all of the directors who have referenced this movie or have said it's like one of their favorites it's insane i mean any like major director you can think of nowadays all like love this movie and you know steal from it all the time so that's pretty impressive <clears throat> there's other ones but the last thing i'll mention is um when they see us um i was interested in this last year when it came out but i just kept pushing it off but because of the whole um everything that's going on after the george floyd thing i finally decided to watch it it's the central park five story the Four episode miniseries that Ava DuVernay made, and it is phenomenal. It's hard to watch, but it's just so good. The acting is off the charts. Like this came out last year. Um, you know, Chernobyl was last year. The first season of What We Do in the Shadows, uh, Mandalorian, and this is just like this is up there with all of those. And it might be better. Like it's just like as good as like some of like like Chernobyl. Like the cast in Chernobyl is just excellent, mm. and yet. The cast in this is better, even though you won't recognize most of the acting. Um, huh. You recognize some, but usually in smaller parts. Um, and it's it's phenomenal. It's just amazing filmmaking. De Niro is one of the producers, which is crazy. Oh wow! Because <laughs> you wouldn't picture him with that, but yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, James? What are you watching? 
Um, I've been watching quite a bit. Like I, I watched Ma. I watched uh, a bunch of other older movies. But uh, went onto Netflix and uh, checked out a movie called I'm No Longer Here. And you know it's funny. Um, the director Fernando Freys. I think that's how you say his name. I don't know how I keep finding this guy, but he's like the screenwriter slash director for S Spookies too. <laughs> so some, I guess I just like his work. Um, this movie is really interesting. It's 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 bilingual. It's in Spanish. It's in English, and I think it's Monterey where it takes place in the beginning, and it's about this uh, this guy who's he's getting he's he's in kind of like a uh, a gang, you know. He's got his crew, and they're into dancing, and and he loves his way of life and his culture, and he gets kind of caught up in a misunderstanding with one of the cartels because what happens down there apparently is they the police or the cartel will shut down a street for some reason and you either have to pay a toll or go around or or whatever and i forget exactly what happens um but he gets caught up in this cartel and a, a bunch of guys get killed because of him and his family has to send him away so they send him to new york and he's there working but he just doesn't fit in with the people he's living with and he ends up homeless for a while and it's it's a really interesting story um i won't give it all away because it is i really enjoyed it like he's got like a really cool haircut oh yeah i'm not sure if i'd say that's cool but yeah it's cool (laughs) when you see him dance you're like i wish i could have that haircut you'll say that (laughs) no i'm kidding It, it just i i really uh enjoy that part too i mean the music and the dancing the culture really cool um, it's a good story, and I really liked it. I enjoyed it. It was different. And the way it ends, I like the way it ends because it's like real life. So it, it's not like a sugar-coated tale. It's actually kind of harsh, and it's real. Um, so I, 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 I'll, give it, I'll give it five stars myself. And the acting's really good, too. But, you know, it's kind of hard to tell when you don't speak Spanish, you know. So I don't know if it is good acting or not. It just seems good to me. <laughs> You know, I've watched a bunch of uh, foreign films, especially recently, and I think it's like when they can still portray something to mm-hmm. you through a different language, like there's some really right? good things um, I've seen in some foreign films that often get ignored because they're foreign films, uh, mm-hmm. ignored from like Oscars and such. Uh, and it's too bad, like I... Uh, because I've seen just some, I, I can probably list off a couple that are just like top notch, but because it's a foreign film, it just gets ignored. Right. Well, I, I kind of what I kind of like about the story is he likes to dance. He likes a certain type of music, and I feel like he was more free in his hometown in Mexico than when he came to the U.S. Because in the U.S., you can't just dance anywhere. You have to have a permit, you know. And he, you know, he's like, well, he doesn't understand that, you know that. He doesn't understand why he can't dance wherever he wants and play his music wherever he wants. And, you know, they don't know. (laughs) And he doesn't know English either, so he doesn't know that someone's saying, hey, buddy, you need to have a permit. He doesn't know what they're saying to him. He just yells, F you, and then runs away. (laughs) Because that's all he knows, you know. (laughs) So it's kind of funny, but it's kind of sad at the same time. So I enjoyed it. I think you guys would like it. I forgot to mention this before we started recording, but did you – you guys see the news that came out today uh, from DC Films? Oh no! DC was it? Is it the? No. Okay, is it on the Joker movie? The possible? No. Oh, did you no. hear about that? The possible no, sequel? I didn't. Oh, I'm gonna break your heart. Okay, go for it. Tell me what it is then. <laughs> All right. So 
they keep talking about a Flash movie, and, and it's going to be based on the Flashpoint storyline. And I, they've been talking about that for years. I did hear who might play Batman. But it's not might. He signed on for it. Oh, he so, did? I mean, it's might oh, only, okay. only if the movie actually gets made. But Michael Keaton signed on to play Batman again. Because it's the Flashpoint storyline, so it's like a different timeline. So it's, everything's different. It's going to be crazy. That's such a good I, comic, too. I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm down with it. I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna love the movie, but I love bringing in Michael Keaton. That's great. I'm be cautiously optimistic. If they said that they're gonna take him out of uh, Morbius for this, I'd be like, oh. yes. <laughs> but um, you know, it's with DC. They try to you know go back to like what worked. Like with Justice League, they had uh, some of the music from the old Batman movies, right? And I was like, that's really shoehorned in. Yeah, if they can make Michael yeah. Keaton like an interesting or integral part of that movie, that would be good. If it gets made, I mean, yeah, we've been talking about a Flash movie for ten years. Right, yeah. right, right. And somehow Ezra Miller keeps getting like they still have him yeah. in it. Like, yeah, I'm okay if they recast him. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. He he he's okay. He plays yeah. it more like Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. And he's not a bad actor. Like, I've seen him, like, in person being Wildflower, he's amazing in that. But um, it's just, I, I'm, I'm okay if they recast him. Like, I'm okay if they keep him, but I'm, I'd be interested to see if someone else came in. That's so weird. What are you talking about, James? Okay, so I gotta probably verify this, but I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna just say it. So, supposedly, they're gonna do another jo- a Joker sequel, but what they're saying is uh, the Joker from the first one isn't the real Joker. He like inspires the real Joker. That's that's what they're saying. And they're gonna reveal the new Joker. And I'm not happy with it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I think it's one of those like ideas that probably is a real idea, but will they follow through with it? I hope not. Probably. I hope they don't. I like Joker the way it is, standalone. Let's just leave yeah. it at that. You know? Joaquin's performance was amazing. If you're going to bring the Joker out again, let's just make See, it. I don't think Joaquin really will play it again. And because of that, they'll tr- they might try to do something else. Right. But Joaquin's not, I don't think he'll sell out and just make another one just because but it, it made money. But if you make a sequel to it and this is some guy that just inspires the Joker, it just kind of cheapens that movie for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, yeah. When that guy went through all that and I went all, through all that with him for nothing. That's what that yeah. it's, it, that movie's in vain now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they'll go that far with it, but yeah, I think you're right. I think they're playing it safe with uh, Joaquin, and yeah, when it first was being announced, or when it first had the trailer, they said it's going to be a standalone film with no sequels. Right. And when they saw how much money it made, then they got that's the idea. When they decided, mm-hmm. you know what, a sequel wouldn't be a bad idea. So yeah. it, it's all it's all in the air still is the way I see it. I yeah. the only way I'd go see that a sequel is if it's him in Arkham and maybe Harley Quinn is his psychiatrist and they do it right. You don't want Harley. I, I, I don't I want the I, same I, Harley. I want a different Harley. <laughs> I want oh, Batman yeah. the animation series style Harley. That's what I want. Because <laughs> I grew up with that. I think she's been oversaturated if they put her in another movie. True. Not even if yeah. it's Margot Robbie, which Margot Robbie's good as Harley. Yeah. But it's just, they're really pushing Harley Quinn's popularity. And she was the most popular, like, you know, tw- 10, 20 years ago. Right. Right. So, I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's like throwing Deadpool in every MCU movie if they could. Right. You Which know, I heard I heard they were gonna do a possible Hulk versus Wolverine. And yeah. No, yeah, I heard no. now yeah, it's 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 uh invincible Hulk is what they call him. Versus Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and then they're going to introduce a new character, and it's uh, Alpha Flight. I think it would once again. You don't want to cheapen past movies. I don't. Logan was perfect in my opinion. Don't bring. Yeah. Don't bring Hugh Jackman. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Me too. But Hugh Jackman's a solid actor. One one movie that James and I both watched was Bad Education, mm-hmm. uh, the HBO movie that he's in, and he's great in that. Like, and I'm I'm cool with. It's weird seeing him in non-action roles, but he is a solid actor, so I'm okay with it. Like, I, I think would, his days. I mean, he doesn't even look the same. Like, I don't. I don't think transformation to get back into Wolverine shape. I think is too much for him right now. That's one of the reasons he wanted to step down. I mean, yeah, Logan, perfect ending. So. I would be fine with like a new MCU casted Wolverine that actually fits the part. You know, it doesn't have to be Hugh Jackman for me, but I wouldn't mind. And I've said this before. I wouldn't mind these shorts. Like a short, like they they do before movies, like Disney does, battle scenes between Marvel characters. That would be fine. Give me that. I don't need a whole movie of Hulk versus Wolverine. I don't need that. Just give me a little short, right before a major MCU film. That would be great of a, of a run in, like we used to have in comics. I mean, you would run into that all the time. I have a couple of them. I have Wolverine versus Ghost Rider. It's awesome. It, and it's not very long. It's just this one run, and they get in each other's way. It just that just happens, you know. Um, I would love that. Just little shorts. Don't give me entire movies. We don't need them. And, and they'll make you a lot of money. People will go to see them. <laughs> Maybe if you had a different one before every movie, that'd be great. I'll go see that movie three or four times. <laughs> Why not? Could work. I mean, as long as it's not a way to, you know, just put it in front of a bad movie. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, you yeah. know, for like, you yeah. know, say the next Guardians movie, there's a short before it. You know, that's it. Just like they do with the Pixar films, you know, or yeah. any yeah. of those Disney movies where they have a, once in a while there's a short cartoon and it's sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's annoying. Like that yeah. onion one drove me nuts. That was stupid. Which one? The, the little baby onion. My wife cries at it. Yeah, time. I didn't like that one. Yeah. It wasn't an onion. It was a... Uh... Dumpling. Oh, it was a dumpling. Yeah. My wife yeah. and kids love it, but I couldn't stand it for some reason. <laughs> it annoyed me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. It was a little weird. But, you know, that's what I'm talking about. I think, I don't think I need a whole movie, even though I saw that today somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know the reliability of that because the, the whole franchise is still, I mean, we still don't know how much of. It is owned by Universal, so oh, is that it? I don't know if it's possible. I wonder if in I wonder if that's why they're going with Immortal Hulk. I wonder if he's not in the agreement. Maybe that's it, because they specifically uh-huh. said Immortal Hulk, which I thought was weird, because I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do they own Red Hulk too? <laughs> and Gray Hulk? <laughs> all we know is that we're getting She-Hulk show. Oh, we are. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I think everything's on hold now. They're not really shooting much. They're 
some shows are starting production again, so that's about it. Yeah, I still don't know if the release dates for the other Marvel shows are going to stay there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, WandaVision. Those will most definitely get pushed back. So. Bummer, man. They got to do oh, something because all I've got is The Floor is Lava right now on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it's, been a, it's been a slow, like, the shows, I watched a bunch at the beginning of the year. But yeah, it's been slow. I, I was excited for, uh, I was really excited for the Perry Mason reboot. Oh. That just premiered yesterday. So I watched that today and I was really disappointed. Oh, no. Like, it just, it wasn't bad. It was just boring and yeah. uninteresting. Oh, like, I was afraid of that. In film, film noir, like your, your stereotypical detective, you know, he's got. He's kind of a loser. No one likes him, and he's got lots of addictions. And yet, as a character, he's really likable, and you really enjoy watching him. Right. And Matthew is the lead, and he's a great actor. And yet, he had all those other qualities except the likability for me. Like, I just mm. was not interested in him at all. Yeah. And so, uh, I know your rule about like, not for yourself, James, about you watched at least four episodes. Yep. Um, and I finished it, and I just assumed I'd watch next week's. But then I was like, you know what? No. I don't care. <laughs> like, oh, no. I don't care. <laughs> like I will. It's, it's, it wasn't. Once again, it's not bad. It's just Boring. wasn't interesting at all. Yeah, I get it, man. I get. It. I was really disappointed because I had high hopes. I thought it looked awesome, and I used to watch the old Perry Mason with my yeah. parents. I love film noir. Matthew Reese is good, but eh, it was boring. I'm sorry to hear that, man. We we do have Umbrella Academy coming out next month, though. I never watched the first season, so I don't know. Oh, there you go, dude. That's something I really enjoyed, and and you know what I don't enjoy is dancing in movies. Because you know I hate that, right? When they break it. and this one, yeah. this one they do that, and I actually enjoyed it. And and Jackie looked at me when it happened, like, okay, is he gonna like this? Is he gonna complain? And I didn't. I just watched it and enjoyed it. I don't know how that happened. That never happens in movies for me. <laughs> well, that, well, shows in shows, but yeah, it has to be the right circumstances, like with Euphoria. Right, I was okay. That actually it. happened with me, yeah, and that too. They did yeah. it right. And so did the uh, Umbrella Academy. I, mean, I loved it in Legion, but you didn't like that. No, place. I don't know why. And, oh, and Dispatches from Elsewhere, too. I, it happened in that, too. And, and they had a Bigfoot dancing with them. And I love Bigfoot. <laughs> but I didn't like him dancing for some reason. I don't know what it is. It's such oh, a weird quirk. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that. I mean, I, I like shows, but I actually I prefer movies. I've always been a movie guy right. compared to his own. So I'm... I'm like with you, Robert. I'm just binging like movies and going through a lot of like classics. I rewatched Vertigo today. Nice. I love that movie. I, I haven't seen that in like 20 years. I love the, I love the film. I start, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I started Dirty Dozen right before the podcast, so I'll finish that later. So Nice. Yeah. Actually, thinking about it, I haven't gone back to watch that, rewatch that many movies or shows for that matter, but there was one... Uh, I finally got Charlie to watch Ed Wood for the first time. Oh, I need to watch that again. That's such a great movie. It's so funny. It's so great. And it's like, yeah, mostly reality. It is. You get embellishments (laughs) with with biopics, but no, like most of that is real. And that like, that made it way more interesting to Charlie. He's like from another world. Back when Tim Burton was a good director, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah, Gosh, I, yeah. I, I think that one a lot is 
the writing and the acting. Oh. It's the same writers as uh, People versus Larry Flint, oh. and On the Moon, and uh, My Name is Dolomite. Oh. They came out last huh. year. Huh. So they, they, they do biopics. Um, but they kind of really excel at it, the writing people. I remember, I remember when that came out, and I, I hadn't seen it. And Samuel L. Jackson lost Best Supporting Actor from Pulp Fiction to Martin Landau for Ed Wood. And I was like, this is a travesty, you know, and it took me a couple of years to watch Ed Wood. Then I saw Ed Wood and I was like, no, Martin Landau totally deserved it. He's amazing. Yeah, he in is that. Good in that. <laughs> totally. Classic in my book. Yeah, I've only seen it once and it's been a long time. So I need to watch that one again. Heck yes. So I guess uh for the what are we gonna do for the like the next podcast? What we do in the shadows or what we do in the shadows? Yeah. We do in the shadows? Okay, cool. All right. Well, and then one thing. One thing James and I talked about is oh, uh, yeah. maybe watch like something where you haven't seen a movie in like, as I said, like 20 years or something and you watch it again. Cause a lot of times my opinions change drastically. Actually, I felt about the same with Vertigo, but most of the times it's like, I wasn't crazy about it, but it's a classic. So I rewatched it and now I loved it or something like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. So, then we should do like a, like a art film or film nerd episode where, you know, films that like real film classic people film. dig yeah like whether it's classic films or just films that have qualities that you know directors love for whatever reason that'd be kind of fun cool. i know what to call it <laughs> cool. all righty all right sounds good to me well i guess that this concludes this episode of nerding daily so we'll catch you on the next one